Welcome back officially to Tiny Talks Radio. Sorry we missed last week. We were out and about. We're not able to do it last week. But now we're back and we're ready to talk about the start of the school year. God willing, here on Tiny Talks Radio. We are on many different platforms. You can listen to us after as a podcast, of course, on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Podbean, and the like. Of course, Yidpod and JewishPodcast.fm, which is our hosting site. Of course, you can listen to us live on the Google Play Store with the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. You could also listen to us as well on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app on the Apple App Store. You could listen to us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. You could listen to us there as well. You could listen to us on JRoot Radio on the JRoot Radio app. And you could listen to us on their website. You could also listen to us afterwards on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. The different episodes are looped throughout the week for your listening and viewing pleasure. And you could listen to us at Yidpod and all those podcast forums in order to hear our shows throughout the week at different Sheerum throughout the week as well. This is Tiny Talks Radio brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio powered by Radio.com. So this week, we wanted to talk about what, on, what is on everyone's mind, what is on everyone's schedule, that of starting back in school again. It happens to be, for me, this happens to be one of my favorite times of year. The season itself, the fall season itself, happens to be my new favorite season. I've talked about this on a different episode. It used to be spring. Thanks to allergies and the like, it is not spring anymore. It actually is fall. Fall, I like the changing of the the leaves, the beautiful colors. Even when we went a couple of years ago, we talked last episode two weeks ago about the different trips we've taken. When we went to New Hampshire, the leaves and the foliage were beautiful, even though it wasn't fall. But when you see fall, you see the changing of the colors, you see the changing of the season, you see the renewal and the starting again. And that's what happens when the school year starts. So if the school year is scary for you i can understand i could commiserate but it shouldn't have to be scary it should be fun it's off to school we go back to school is fun again it's all about how we approach it it's all about how we go about it and how we start off the year i find the beginning of the school year not terrifying not scary i find it a lot of fun i find it a way to renew and restart and to begin again. Growing up, when I was a kid, every year I believe we would get new school supplies going to Staples or going to uh, the Wiz way back in the day for some electronics. I think it's uh, been defunct for a long time. Going to Office Depot if it's still around. All these different types of stores. Nowadays, who does that? Nowadays, people go online mostly, I would say, especially for us, Amazon or Target or Staples or Walmart. Getting all that new material, getting all that new supplies. Growing up, I used to always get a knapsack. I think back to the amazing knapsack I had until it it, it went defunct on me a couple of years ago, many years ago, actually. It was this amazing white Jansport knapsack. I tell my wife about it all the time. It probably was the best knapsack I've ever had. We got it in a random place upstate when I was a teenager, maybe. It was like this airlift technology. It literally lasted us until the first few years of marriage, and then somehow, some way, some why, the straps just went kerplunk, and they were gone. Not like the game. It just went, and it just went bad on us. It just totally 
didn't work out, and I have not found a knapsack nearly as good to this day. And I remember the price tag to this day, how much it was, and it was worth every penny, I believe, because it was actually a fantastic, fantastic knapsack. So every year, not... I like to for the kids to get new stuff. It doesn't always work that it's it's realistic or functional for them to get a knapsack every year, but it happens to be this year. The boys did. Baruch Hashem, we have two boys, two girls. The baby, obviously, not, not involved in that. The girly, we kept the knapsack that she has because, thank God, it's still in great condition, and she's still in pre-preschool. She's going into threes in her preschool. But for the boys, one boy going into second grade, one boy going into kindergarten, we went for the Lego knapsack, and we looked on Walmart, we looked on these different places, and Amazon actually had the best price so we got one boy a lego knapsack for the new school year a new knapsack and it has like all the different lego faces very cute yellow the other boy we got another lego knapsack but it's different so we don't get confused and it has all these different colors of lego pieces and each kid each boy had to get all these supplies the girl in her daycare in her preschool pre-preschool really doesn't need as much stuff, just a box of tissues, a change of clothing, you know, some uh, wipes, which we set up for her today, and a lunch container. Those were new, actually, for Baby Shark, you know. <laughs> I want a Baby Shark knapsack. I want a Baby Shark towel. Sorry, we can't do that, but we could get you the containers. We could get you the sandwich holder. We could get you the, the uh, whatever, the nuggets container, the veggie, veggie bites container. Fine, that works. That's okay. But otherwise, you know... In school, you need a lot, a lot of stuff, and I find getting this stuff, setting up the knapsack, very exciting. And there's always ways of upping the excitement for kids. You know, for the first boy, we went to the dollar store, which is not actually a dollar, it's really a dollar twenty-five for everything, trying to get the stuff. My wife tried convincing me. It's not the, the cheapest way to go about it, but I did want to see in person. Turns out she was right, as usual. But I wanted to go in person and see what kind of stuff we could get, so we got a lot of his stuff there. And then I felt so bad that I went to Target anyway anyway and walmart anyway and got the rest of the stuff so lo and behold what are you going to do for the second kid for the boy we went to target directly to get all this stuff and what was really cool was that the school that they go to in our town had it set up i don't know how they did this but they set it up that it linked with the website to automatically pre-film every item that was necessary i thought that was brilliant so it like checked off the folders they needed and like the 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 ring binders that they needed and the pencils they needed the scissors and the expo markers and even the earphones that they needed and that was so cool the cart was automatically loaded then you just buy it and it comes directly shipped to your house which i thought was so cool and when it comes to the start of the school year you can let us know if the same works for you and your family and your kids or people in your family. But when it starts with the school year, I like everything to be new and refreshed and restart. Everything to be renewed and refreshed because I like starting off the school year in that way. So I broke out the shoe sizer a couple of a days ago and I measured each kid's feet. Not the baby yet, too young. But I measured the first boy and the second boy and the first girl. And lo and behold, Baruch Hashem, thank God they did grow a little bit their foot so throw out the old shoes we don't actually throw it out we actually donated to a nearby donation of um there's like a chesed truck in a one of the restaurants in the neighborhood we actually drop off the old shoes so that other people could use it but we get the new shoes because with the start of the new year i want new fresh shoes and if they if they outgrew their sizes to a, a full extent i would also do a whole new wardrobe happens to be that the baby did grow to the new size instead of three to six we switched her over today to six to nine months slash nine months if you're carters i'm a huge carters person i love their clothing i find that the best my favorite 
So we switched over to that, and the girly actually did grow also. We switched her over to 4T, but the boys were on the verge. It's a very interesting size, not 5T and not 6 yet, so we're switching. We're like in the middle, really 5 is what I'm looking for. So what I do a lot of times is I get one or two pieces of clothing, either a pair of pants or a shirt, and we test it out when it comes and see if it's sizable, if it works. If it does work, then I'll get all the stuff, the Shabbos stuff and the pajamas and the shirt and the pants. And yes, all over, many different people do offer, but there is an element of us of us getting it ourselves. Even though a lot of the girlies' clothing people were giving away and we used it, I still wanted to get you know her jacket myself and some extra pajamas ourselves and and uh, an extra sweatshirt or two ourselves because I like for us to get it ourselves for our kids. Yes, it's great when other people chip in and give it to us, but there is a wonderful element when you choose with your kids what to get and then they could actually have it that we get it for them. So a lot of times... Very often, more often than not, I will actually sit down with my kids in their bed, go through each page of Amazon, to, of Amazon, not Amazon, Amazon, till we find the clothing that they like that works for them. Oftentimes, they might not like a button shirt, or they might not like this shirt. We have to look at it directly, and then they get excited. Okay, Abba, when is my shirt coming? Is it coming Tuesday or Wednesday? Or maybe Thursday. I used to tell them that it takes two days. For some reason, Fakak the Prime is not Prime anymore. It's not two days. There's been a whole thread about this. I googled it. For some reason, I don't know if it's post-corona or whatnot, but something is up with the shipping where it is not coming in time. And that's difficult because, you know, especially with birthdays and whatnot and different things, you know, when my son goes to his friend's birthday, if I remember on Thursday that there's a Sunday party, I would love for it to come by Friday if I order it Wednesday. I would love for it to come on Sunday if I ordered Friday, but lo and behold, I missed those dates, and instead, I had to bring it over with my son a different day, like totally when they were coming back from a trip out of whack. I like it when it could be regimented when the present comes in time. We could wrap it like normal humans and bring it to the party, but whatever. So we sized up their shoes, and we made sure to get their shoes, and then we switched over the clothing, and I showed the kids the different things, and I showed the girly the different options as well. When it comes to these kind of things, we want it to be that we start off the year on the right foot. And I think it's all about priming also. Many things in life for kids, for us, could be scary, could be, you know, trepidatious in the future. It could be scary. Why? Oh my gosh, I'm starting a new year. I'm with new teachers. I'm with new friends. What if everything is different? But if we prime kids in advance, and I've talked about this before, if we give them notice weeks and months in advance, I'm so excited, buddy, that you're switching schools. I'm so excited that you're going to be in a new place, in a new school, and you're going to be with your brother. How cool is that, that that Abba, dad in Hebrew, can walk you both to school, and that's one of the most wonderful elements of having a school in the town. It takes me about 12 to 15 minutes to walk them from our house to the school door to door. How cool is it that we could walk together to school and then I could pick you up from school until, you know, throughout the months, throughout the years, I get placed in my different placements. I could be remote. How cool is that to be able to walk you and pick you up and we could go together? So I'm going to walk you. I'm going to pick you up. You know, your school day ends at 3.40. And if I'm coming back from a different location, maybe you'll sit and wait in the lobby with the grown-ups until I come at 4 o'clock. You know, Abba, are you going to pick me up today regular time? Am I going to go to the waiting room at 3.40 or am I going to see you at 4 o'clock? Can you let me know? A lot of times it's all about the priming. They, a lot of times kids just need to know the scheduling and the routine in advance. When we went to the Jersey House, I told them for weeks 
in advance, for months in advance. You know, the Jersey House is after camp, after school is camp. After there's a week in between, a week and a half in between, but after camp is the Jersey House. After the Jersey House is the in-between camp. After the in-between camp, and we'll talk about that in a minute. After the in-between camp is school, and then we're in school for a while. You know, we give them the notice, we give them the ability to know, and then they can transition. Because oftentimes we find, especially in OT land, especially when I work in school, the problem is that there's no priming. There's no giving them head notice. Yeah, if a kid is sitting and he's doing math and there's no transition, there's no heads up that we're going to switch to reading, we're going to switch to writing, we're going to switch activities, yeah, they're going to bug out. I would also bug out if I'm working and then all of a sudden, you know, someone comes to the door and says, don't you know that at 5.30 today you were supposed to drive me to the doctor? You were supposed to take your kid? No, I didn't know that. There was nothing. It's not written in my phone. That would also trip me out. That would also bug me out. So especially for kids, it's always good to prime them. It's always good to give them advance notice. That's why I like when I'm working in schools when they have a visual schedule, especially when kids can read. They put up the schedule and kids can see, oh, math is 9.40 to 10.20. Writing is 10.20 to 11.10. And if the kids can't read, at least they could see the pictures on the wall. That's called visual cueing. That's called visual notice it's a visual prompt it's a visual cue that they could see what's going on for their day if we don't have that it's very difficult for kids so a lot of times when things are scary for kids when things are difficult for kids and this comes from a parent perspective and from an ot perspective if we could just give them the heads up we could tell them we could let them know what's doing in advance we could show them what's happening in it happening in advance then they can have the ability the capability to transition well and then they could actually get excited about different things my son asked me so many times am i going to this school am i going to this school am i going to this school i can't wait to start you know i'm going into kindergarten and i told him maybe 25 times over the past few weeks the first day is just an hour the first day Sun is just an hour. Why? What are we doing at that hour? What are they going to happen? Is, is every other day going to be a full day? What about the other days? What about Wednesday? Tuesday is just an hour. The teacher wants to meet you. The teacher wants to read a story to you. The teacher wants to get to know you. The moral wants to take your stuff. That's teacher in Hebrew for a woman teacher. They want to take your stuff, put it in your cubby, show you the lay of the land, show you the classroom. And what's cool also is that this school building here in town is two is two floors. So my son, the older one, starts on the on the on the first floor and then goes up later on the second floor. And hopefully they'll be nearby classrooms next to each other, so that hopefully they can walk each other and and see each other throughout the day. But I have to tell him a couple of times that it's only an hour because we prime him and we get him excited. Awesome! I'm going to meet my teacher. I'm going to bring my stuff. How about Dad? We're going to drop it off. Yes, we're going to drop it off. We're going to have a wonderful day. And it's an interesting thing because the first day is very difficult. My daughter only is for three hours. The son is for five hours. He ends in the middle of the day. And the other son is just for one hour. So how is the parent supposed to make it to three different places if you have one of them working? Or what if both of them are working? How are you supposed to do that? I wish that everyone had a full day the first day. That would be much simpler. But when you have 8 drop-off for this one, an 8.05 drop-off for this one, the 9.30 drop-off for that one, the 10.30 drop-off for that one, 12 o'clock pickup for that one, and then 1.40 whatever pickup for that one, it's a little bit difficult scheduling. But first days are always difficult. In the DOE... Usually, 
what happens is you have the two days of orientation for the staff, and then that first day, it's already get up and go. It's already full day for the students for the whole day. You know, the 8 o'clock to the 2.55 for us, for teachers, it's really 8 to 2.20, and the kids are already getting ready to leave. You know, 1.52, 2 o'clock, and 2.15, the buses already show up to try to get the kids ready to roll. But sometimes they need the scheduling. So when it comes to the start of the year, the beginning of the year, it's really about renewal. It's really about the changing of the seasons. The, the, the air, when it changes to fall, it's the crispness of the air. The, the, the weather changes back. Summer is very difficult for me and for many people in general. It's very, 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 very hot. But when we switch to the fall, my favorite type of weather is when you wear a very light sweatshirt or just long sleeves. I love that kind of weather. You could go out and about. You don't need a, a real jacket. You don't need a heavy jacket, and you don't need a burn to a crisp or boil in the sun. That's really the best type of weather. So it's always interesting to me. Every year when we start for the school year, when you start in the fall, which is the changing of the leaves and as the Christmas in the air, it's almost like you feel the refreshness, you feel the beginning of the year, and you feel how the school starts. If any of this resonates with you, you could always let us know. You could always call us at 520-453-8302, 520-453-8302, and you could also message us if you want to be live on the phone, sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com is our email. Of course, you could listen to us on the different platforms. You could always email me myself as well. If you don't want to use the radio Gmail account, you could also email me at maximumtee at yahoo.com as well to message us there as well. I also find it fascinating that when the school year starts, I get very excited to see who's in my son's class, the older one and the younger one, that he has a couple of boys. One of them lives around the corner. I always say I hope he'll be best friends with him. They'll be right around the corner. They could have wonderful play dates. The other son has a really good friend also nearby. We just went to the other week. And then there are, there are different people in the class coming from different places. And I like to see the class list. We see the parents. We see what class they are, what letter and number they are. It's very cool to have that list. And then you see really the second list also of where they're going to be, how many boys are in the class and how many girls are in the class, how many people in total are in the class. And then for my daughter also, you see all the kids in the class. And then there's these WhatsApp groups that start. My wife is on a lot of them, one for the second grade, one for the kindergarten, one for the uh, daycare class. It's cool to have these classes, and it's really about starting the year, starting the year off. My wife herself is a teacher for middle school, and she also has to start off the year. Obviously, as a teacher, and for myself as an OT, it's a little bit of a different spin. That might be a little scarier coming in, you know, with these new students. They might be different. They might be coming with these different addendums. They might have notes on them. A lot of times, you know, when I get new students, right away I have to read their IEP, right? I have to see their individualized education plan. I have to see why they get OT, how long they've gotten OT, what is their OT goal, what does the previous provider or the evaluator say about them. When I read about the child, I have to get a little bit of a picture of the child. Of course, as a teacher also has to read about the child, see how the child is. So when you have 20 kids coming into the classroom or 30 or you have different kids coming in, it might be a different experience, but I'm talking from both ways, how it goes about. And when we buy the new materials, when we buy the new stuff, we buy the, the shoes and we get the, the folders and we get the things, it's also very cool. And this year I decided also for us to do something different. 
Last year I got these labels, these clothing labels, but I didn't do it the best way last year. Sitting down with a label and writing in every single one is supremely exhausting, supremely tiresome, not functional, and not realistic. So by you know, item number five, I was already calling it quits. This year I said, no, 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 let's find customizable labels. And lo and behold, Amazon had this amazing company I forget what they're called already, but it's like customize me or personalize this or something with the labels. So each kid got their own book of like 30 or 40 labels, and it is adorable. So again, I show each kid what would you like. So the girl chose the princess stuff. There's like a princess wand, and then there's like a tiara, and then there's like a sparkle. So I put that stuff on her lunchbox and on her, um, I can't even think about it, on her baby shark sandwich thing, on her baby shark bowl and on the water bottle god willing we ordered the new water bottles also because even though we had them from last year the director of her program at least asked for a new one so i figure why not for the boys too get them a a, a nice new one where it hasn't been sitting around all year for the start of the year and we'll put the labels on that too for boy the middle boy he wanted the construction one so you see one has an excavator one has a bulldozer and one has a crane and it says his name and he could put that on the items and the older one wanted the dragon so there's a red dragon and an orange dragon and a green dragon and i ask him as we label stuff and you know i'm very big on on the kids doing a lot of stuff themselves you know from dressing to eating to getting their school stuff ready as an ot we want it to be more functional that they could do stuff so i like for him to peel and stick the labels himself and the second son also to peel and stick the label himself get him excited about his school stuff let him label his stuff these are my folders abba these are my pencils these are my this these are that these are my wipes these are my tissues this is my tissue box you see i put my name on it abba i'm ready to bring it to school and i asked them today a couple of times guys is your stuff ready for school are you so excited for school tomorrow if you tell your child ah I really hate the start of the school year. What do you think they're going to verbalize? What do you think they're going to feel? How do you think they're going to go about their year? Kids learn more from what they see and what they see you do than from what you say. Even though what you say is uber important, how you go about yourself is going to rub off on them. If you hate the start of the school year, if you're scared of the start of the school year and you really abhor the start of the school year, what do you think they're going to feel? But if you're excited about the school year, you get all the stuff and you label all the stuff and you get everything together and you say a hundred times, I'm so excited for you guys to start school. And I've said that many, many times over the past weeks, especially today, priming for tomorrow. They actually told us many times today, we're so excited for tomorrow. I'm starting second grade. I'm starting kindergarten. I'm going to threes. Yay. Very exciting. So we sat down and we labeled every single item. Actually, before we went to the Jersey house, and we'll talk about that too, God willing, in a minute, William Ender. But we wanted every light, every item to be labeled. So the labels came, and I feel like they were one of the best things to do for the school year. I think that was a great idea. And we had each one have each thing. So as they need more stuff throughout the year, I could always reorder them. It's very simple, very easy. But in the olden days, you know, parents used to write and 
I, I understand it might be cheaper, but it is not functional. My hand is going to get writer's cramp after five seconds, God forbid. I know that the carpal tunnel will be difficult and, and will be hurting. No way, man. You get the labels. They are pre-made. Even the director of my daughter's program, where my son was last year, also recommended getting these pre-made labels. And I'm like, this is really a great idea on many different levels. So each folder... He takes out the label, the oldest son especially, and he puts the label on, and he put the, we put the label on his earphones to use for the iPads and tablets for school. We put labels on basically able, basically everything. Label this, label that, man. Everything should be labeled. Everything should be with your names on it so everyone knows which is your stuff. The tissue box to the Lysol wipes to the regular wipes. Even my daughter who, I'm sending with the, who we're sending with the Pampers wipes, I wanted each one labeled because they always say which is hers, which is hers. And thank God, you know, we've been working very, very, very strongly on potty training the whole summer. Baruch Hashem, thank God. It should continue to go well forever, but uh, we want things to be labeled, and we had to pick a change of clothes also in a Ziploc bag, which was also labeled with the stuff. That label itself is a simple way to get the school year to start off right. If you have, you know, a couple of kids, Baruch Hashem, you have one, two, three, four, or more kids, and you have to get all their stuff ready, it could feel very daunting. It could feel very difficult. It could feel very scary. And it could feel like I really don't like the start of the year. And I can understand that. And that's why we labeled it that. But it shouldn't have to be scary. It shouldn't have to be daunting. And it shouldn't have to be worried. Don't be terrified. Be excited. Feel that it's fun for you and for me and for your kids and for everyone involved. It all really starts with the idea of how we go about priming and how we go about getting their stuff ready, how we go about getting them ready for school itself. I like all aspects to be ready and refreshed. Last week, I gave the boys the haircuts also because I want them to look nice and proper for school, not wild and disheveled. And I myself also hopefully will do mine soon too, but not as important. The, uh, the hair can look distinguished for me as an adult until it gets too grisly. But uh, sometimes I think it's a huge Ackman look anyway. But for the boys, we wanted it to be that they're, they're nice and ready for, for school. So we gave them the haircuts. Learned over Corona how to do it. Got a special uh, hair cutter. We talk about this a lot on the OT show. How to do things yourself, even if you're not a good do-it-yourself person like myself. So we got that ready too. And we have the clothing laid out. And we know that they, there's uh, the... The older one has his shirts with the button down. I do the three buttons oftentimes. We offered both the, the button down all the way and the three buttons. He liked the three buttons, so we got some short and long C ones, and hopefully we'll switch over maybe to the size 5 for him, depending on if that works. But we want it to be that we have things new and refreshed. Why is it otherwise that there's so many back-to-school sales? Even companies and all these different places all these different stores have learned long ago to get into the swing of things because there are always going to be parents god willing and always going to be kids going to school at this time of year capitalize on it so they make it fun we have sales and backpacks and we have scales and school supplies and we have you know clothing like clothing doesn't always have anything to do with the school but for me if you're getting refreshed and your kids have grown and your kids need to do the wardrobe then it makes a lot of sense for a store to do back to school on everything because they're connected so that's why the shoes, we measured the feet, and we made sure that they have the new shoes. And I told them many times, 
boys and girl, we cannot use the new shoes until and the new shoes until we start the first day of school. Because what's the point of buying a new shoe and it comes, you know, a week or two in advance, and then you use the new shoe before school and it's all scuffed up and dirty before you're even starting school? Come on, man, that's going against the idea, going against the philosophy. That's like buying a box of crayons and you open it two weeks before school starts and half of them are lost before you start school. Like, what's the point of that? No way, that doesn't work. So. It, when when this when the year starts, if we keep it in, I'm not such an organized person, but if we keep it in a way that we have all the stuff labeled and we put everything right away when we label it. I was talking to my friend today, and I told him that one aspect I don't like about starting school actually is the fact that the kids' stuff are way, 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 way too heavy. I'm a very big believer in the in the backpack idea. We have a whole backpack awareness day from the AOTA, the American Occupational Therapy Association, every September, usually the second or third Wednesday, I believe, in September, and we have backpack awareness, where the main crux of the idea, the main point of it is that we need to have better functionality when it comes to backpacks. It's only supposed to be 10% of a kid's weight. So if you have a kid who's 40 pounds in kindergarten, let's say, or first grade, right? If he has a backpack that's five, six, seven, eight, or nine, or 10 pounds, that's already way more than what's recommended from an OT from our perspective. It's not good for the back, God forbid, not good for the muscles or the musculature, and it's not good for the kid themselves. So when you have these backpacks and these bags that are so heavy, there has to be a better way of doing it. I haven't learned a better way. Every kid needs to bring in all the stuff on the first day parents are not supposed to go in to help them out but wouldn't it be cool if there was a way that everyone could drop off the stuff the day or two before i meant to email the school to ask but what if there was like a backpack drop off day or a supplies drop off day i know with my daughter's daycare they had that but we were actually away on our trip when that was recommended and allowed but even elementary what if they had such an idea and this should be for the doe too and public schools in general what if they had an idea where there was like item drop off day or backpack drop off day why should kids have to schlep so much stuff on the first day it's supposed to be the backpack is the 10 percent. it's supposed to fit snugly you're supposed to use the chest belt and the hip belt it's supposed to be that the heaviest items are closest to the back the backpack should be from the shoulders down to the bottom and not bigger or smaller like when a kid comes with a tiny backpack it's not helpful when they come with a humongous backpack also not helpful we need it to be the right size and the right fit so i was talking to my friend today after synagogue, and I was wondering, you know, how do you go about for your son? He's going into third grade. Uh, my son's going into second grade. How do you have it with all this stuff? And he says, actually, I didn't put all his stuff together yet. We didn't pack him yet. Hopefully, we'll do that later. And I'm like, okay. So you'll see when it's done later. But when the stuff came, right away, I wanted it. We wanted it to be labeled and went and put away. So all this son stuff, you label it, put it in your backpack. Second son, let's label it, put it in your backpack. Girly, let's label it. Put it in your backpacks and let's put the backpack by the front of the steps, by the door so that it's ready to go tomorrow because, you know, mornings are very difficult. Every minute, I could wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I could wake up at 7.30 for an 8 o'clock drop-off and it won't matter. It's always running to the last minute, kind of like before Sabbath, before Shabbos. Shabbos could come in at 7 o'clock in the summer. It could come at 4 o'clock in the winter and it's always to the last minute. I don't know why. Somehow it's the nature of the of the beast, the Havdil. It's the nature of the idea. Whenever it comes in, it's always running to the last minute. And so too with mornings. It's always running to the last minute for some reason, somehow, some way. So whatever we could do beforehand to set things up. 
If it was a perfect world, if it was an ideal world every night, if I had the energy and I had the capability, we had the ability every night, I would set up their lunches in the nighttime. I would set up their snacks in the nighttime. I would even load it into their bags and have their bags fully ready and fully packed for the next day. In fact, for camp, that was more helpful for us when we did that because camp is awesome. I love day camp. Huge, huge fan of day camp. Need the kids to be in camp for sure. But setting it up every day is difficult. And and getting it ready for the day in advance is also very difficult. And they go swimming every day, which is awesome. But that's a lot of laundry. So thank God the boys actually helped out a lot this summer. Especially the older boy. He always made sure to have both bathing suits and a change of clothes ready to go. Every night at bedtime he would bring it down, which I thought was awesome. Thanks so much for helping, buddy. Even the second kid would have a Spider-Man bathing suit ready every day. And the change of clothes. One day or a couple of days I forgot it. And my wife was cold out of desperation. Do you have an extra one we forgot the extra one and we were like that was not good so we need to fix that but thank god in school it's a little easier once you send off all the stuff the first day the first week it should really be sitting there and living there all week all year in their classroom and as they get older they have different classrooms for judaic studies versus general studies they have one classroom with it on one floor and the other floor hopefully it'll be dropped off i'm hoping in each class and it'll live there and stay there throughout the year hibernating in its proper spot so we want things to be organized, we want things to be ready, we want things to be that they're set up for them to be working for the whole year. So when it comes to setting things, organizing things, getting things ready in advance, giving them the haircuts in advance, changing their wardrobes in advance, especially if they're grown, getting their school supplies ready in advance, I find all these things exciting for the start of the year. And such a cool thing was also that the town had a giveaway yesterday 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 and i i don't think i've ever seen such a nice thing in my entire life i show up thinking you know it's going to be one or two items the kids are are sleeping in the car my wife is with them in the car and i take two you know medium decent decent respectable sized bags hoping everything will fit in when i show up i'm blown away by the kindness and the humanity of the awesome situation. The Chabad here was sponsoring things with many different sponsors to give away items for free, literally for free. You know like those shows growing up where you saw where they gave them like a 10-minute run through Toys R Us and you could take anything you want. I forget what it's called, shopping spree or whatever, shopping challenge. Take your cart, fill up as much items as you can in your cart, and maybe one of the shows was like 30 seconds, one was a few minutes. I felt like it was like that, but on crack, on steroids. It was like 100 boxes in front of us, everything you can imagine to get ready for school. So the first thing I see when I show up, they're giving away towels for free. They're giving away toys for free, yo-yos for free, Rubik's Tooths for free. You know, Batman and and, uh, Superman and like minifigures. And I'm like, this was like not even mentioned on the flyer, which we saw. It said school supply giveaway. How nice, how kind, such kindness. It restores faith in humanity a little bit to see such awesomeness given to the whole town can show up from 12 to 2 or 12 to 3 whatever everyone comes and i and i'm blown away by the ability so they say and i and i asked the rabbi and, and his wife the rebbitson you know is it okay to take so much i kind of feel bad taking so much she says please take as much as you can as much as you can carry please it's free as many as you need feel free and we thank them again and again it was such a nice thing thank you to all the sponsors involved 
in the school supply giveaway, but they were giving away pens and folders and notebooks and notepads and and loose leaf paper and three ring binders and uh, I can't even explain what else they gave. They gave away like stuffed dolls, which had nothing to do with it. They gave away backpacks, but it wasn't the, the backpacks we needed. But they gave away backpacks and they gave away like keychains and. And, you know, we were looking for certain items, but I think they gave away what whatever was sponsored, and, and it was so generous for them to sponsor all these things. And I was going through each box to make sure we didn't miss anything. My arms were collapsing from how heavy everything was, and they had rulers and protractors they were giving away, which was awesome. And they're giving away index cards, and it was such a cool thing, and it's a nice initiative. It's just really a nice, nice thing. I don't, even, I don't ever remember growing up having such a cool thing where there was a free school giveaway, and I think it was open to everyone, not just the, the Jewish community, but the whole community at large, to be able to take this stuff for free. Granted, of course, a lot of parents early on who, who are... Uh, who didn't know this was coming, obviously bought a lot of stuff, but for many that knew they're coming, and for many whose finances are strapped, and who doesn't have difficulties with finances these days, especially as a result of the past few years, it's so helpful and so alleviating to those financial burdens, and especially if you have multiple children who need multiple stuff, how awesome is that? And that was a very exciting thing. A lot of people brought their kids. Happens to be that some of the the kids were sleeping, and one of the kids was at a birthday party anyway, so I went, but some people brought their kids, and they say, Mommy, Daddy, look at all this cool stuff. Can I have this Elsa towel? Can I have this? Uh, I also found a, a tiara jewelry set of Frozen that they were giving away. Very cool. I found, like, the last three toys that was a very cool toy as well. Some yo-yos, all random things, but very cool things that they are giving away. And, and when the parents bring these kids to this nice community event, it's another way to get the kids and yourself excited for back to school, involved for back to school. A lot of times the, the, the advertisements of Target and all these places, it, it's, it makes it into a chore. You have to buy it anyway. So come shop by us for back to school. You'll have amazing savings. It's not as much of the enthusiasm and the energy of getting people excited to go back to school, excited to be back in school, excited to, to be involved in going to school. We want it to be that you have the year, and it's not terrifying, it's not scary, it's not worrisome, it's really nice. There's a joke, actually somebody was telling us, or telling me the other day, the other week, you know, when the kids are little, you know, it's very exciting to send them off to school, it's another year, some people feel like this, it's, a, it's another year, you know, they're terrorizing the house, they're ripping down the house when camp stops and, and school starts, finally they're back in routine, it's very important to have routine and structure, I believe firmly as a parent as an, and as an OT. So we need to get them out of house, get them out of house, get them to school. But somebody was saying, as their kids are getting older, I think my wife was watching a video and she told me about this, as the kids get older and you have conversations and they're real humans and they're older, it's a little bit sadder, a little bit harder to send them off to school, which is interesting, an interesting concept. But, you know, as it happens each year, back to school comes and back to school comes and back to school comes. So... We want it to be that it's exciting for the kids and it's exciting for us. So for me personally, besides for the kids, a way to get 
the kid to get myself excited for starting school is is this supply so i'll set up the room and i'll set up my office like i did last year bringing items that i myself like to use so that my students will like to use because if i have stuff that i myself don't like the students are not going to like the students can easily tell if you don't like something if i bring games or stuff that i myself don't like then why would the student like it so i'll bring prizes that i like that i want them to use last year i had these little um these little little animals i'll give them a little animal each time and a sticker for showing up and doing a good job so they'd be motivated to want to come again because positive reinforcement is always the best always better than everything else positive reinforcement i talked about this on a different lecture a long time ago where your reward for good behavior is always better than anything else rewarding for good behavior is better than negative reinforcement which means i'll take away something to enforce a behavior so i'll take away a chore because you did a good job is not as good as giving you a little prize because you did a good job and positive reinforcement is always better than positive and negative punishment positive punishment is you did a bad job you did something wrong i'm going to give you more chores because you're adding to something Negative punishment is you lose your TV privileges because you didn't do a good job. You didn't do your homework. All of those are not good in comparison, according to psychology, according to to the way of of how to go about these things. Positive reinforcement is always the best. So I want to bring prizes that the kids will like, and and my kids also will like. We were at uh, Amazing Savings the other day, and we got these little things, and when I did the haircuts and the nails for the kids, which are their two least favorite activities on earth, they hate it, hate it with a passion. Even though we're watching Melon or Spider-Man or whatever to try to distract them, it's not good enough. So we have to give, I believe, a positive reinforcement afterwards. So we found a little sticker thing, a Spider-Man sticker thing, and lo and behold, that's good. So for my students, too. And we want to set up the office where I have a nice office chair, I have a nice fan, I have some snacks, I have some drinks and i have some good games and some good items if i set up the office it could be exciting to start the year instead of saying ah starting the 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 eight to two grind again starting the eight to three grind again i'm going to have some crazy students again that's a negative way of going into things it's the this shame the the framing of the mindset is also key the framing of your office space is the key or your classroom or where you go afterwards with the other teachers the lounge your shared office is key. If you could frame it, if you could set it up, and you can get personalized things. I actually made myself a card, uh, an ID card, just because the other year, because I felt like you know it gives myself my own self-importance, my own self-esteem, my own self-worth. The school didn't give me anything, so I made my own. It says, Mr. Tani, occupational therapist. I put a picture on it. I put a nice background on it, and I wore it as a name tag, and I just felt like extra and it made the the year more exciting because i had an extra little item to to bring extra oomph to the days extra excitement to the days for going back to school back into the the ability to do stuff to to get those things done so if you bring those supplies you bring things that can be personalized you can make a name tag that says mr tani otrl or it could say more of this or it could see teacher this or, or it could say whatever. A lot of people get these name plates and these these name tags. In the past, I've gotten my wife these uh, these tumblers or these these cups or these phrases or or uh, desk plates and desk tags. One year, I got her this um, 
pencil thing that was engraved. I actually had to engrave it myself. But different ways of setting up your classroom, setting up your office, or setting up yourself could also be a way to get yourself excited for the start of the year, for the start of the semester, for how we go about things. Oftentimes, you know, if I get myself a nice new shirt or a nice new pants or, or a... A nice new reading glasses, even though we, we debate if it's necessary. But the doctor said last year, the doctor said 10 minutes of reading or more. And if you get new shoes, these are different ways to start off the year. And I, I'm on this group, this Dollar Savers group, where they find deals. And I actually found these shoes that I'm currently wearing that are excellent, excellent, excellent. Probably the best sneakers I've ever had. I'm debating if I should get an extra pair because I'm terrified that they're going to run out and like uh, not make them anymore. Like the knapsack, the Jansport we talked about in the beginning. But... If we get these different things, even small, small things, a, a desk lamp or a desk fan can make all the difference. Having a laptop that works, that connects. The DOE gives out these Chromebooks, and I really hate Chromebooks. I find them utterly useless and unhelpful, unfortunately. It's very, very nice that they give them out. When I first came, they gave it to me, but I actually found it much more functional in the summer to bring my own laptop, which actually connects to the internet normally and actually types normally and actually has all my programs and all my info and all my stuff where you can actually make the schedule for the week you can make the case so that it makes all the difference and when you bring a, a, re, a meal by the way you bring a real meal to school or to work wherever you work and you bring real snacks it also makes a huge difference I find on days where I have very very schmachy snacks and schmachy lunch the day goes by a little more of a grind, a little more difficult than the days where I have a really good lunch, a really good breakfast. I'm excited about my lunch. I'm excited about my breakfast, and I have a nice uh, smoothie shake or I have a nice drink. It really makes it, you know, break up the day. At 10 o'clock, I'm going to reward myself for making it through a couple of sessions with this snack. And then at 12 o'clock, I'm going to have this awesome lunch. It's waiting for me in the fridge. Uh, this awesome breakfast. My wife made a couple of overnight oats, which was excellent. Probably a great, great breakfast. And when I was at my past placement in the spring, I actually was a driving distance away from a, a Jewish kosher store. And, you know, about once a week or so, I treated myself, treat yourself to a, a nice lunch. And it really made the day completely different. I know oftentimes my wife and the coworkers order stuff, but it's a novelty. It's a novice for me to be able to order stuff because oftentimes my locations are in the middle of nowhere. There's no kosher establishments. There's no kosher stores for miles. So Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub and uh, I forget the other company, they don't work. It doesn't reach. Even in the summer, it didn't work. It didn't reach, and it felt the difference. Those days in the spring... When I had that lunch, it totally made the day better. It totally made the day, you know, it made something to look forward to. It might seem a little materialistic, but it really helps the work day. It really helps get through the day. I'm so excited that I could order lunch today. I'm going to have this really nice salad, this really nice drink, this croissant. Delicious. It totally makes the day. It totally changes the day. So for our kids, too, on the days when they have a good snack, when they have two good snacks. For my sons, they have morning snack and afternoon snack, and they have lunch. So on days when we send a, a lunch that they think is good, that they like, it really can make their day good. It really can bring excitement to their day. And if you can include a note, a lot of times a lot of parents will do this. My wife used to do this when I was in grad school and at work, sending notes for the day, sending little messages. I hope you have a great day, buddy. I hope you have an awesome day. 
Uh, I can't wait to hear about your day. I can't wait to see you later. I hope you have a wonderful time. Really can make or break the day. I still think to this day, a little PTSD from this message I once got from the director of the program of my son's preschool. Now he's moving into kindergarten. But she said, do you have any other lunch? I wonder if my wife remembers this too. But do you have any other lunch? Your son did not like the waffle. You microwaved it instead of baked it. It was so yuck. And she sent me an emoji of a bar face. <laughs> to my phone and I feel the PTSD to this day a bar face she made to my phone my son told her it was so yuck that it's like barf worthy throw up worthy so that day was not a good lunch for him so that day he didn't appreciate that day but on a day where he tells me Abba dad can I have a, a peanut butter sandwich and now we're moving over to a nut free environment so we found an alternative called wild butter by the way get it at your local Amazon store it is delicious and it is nut free and it is so cool. It looks exactly like peanut butter, and it's safe for schools nationwide, worldwide. So I want a quote-unquote peanut butter sandwich. And my other son, who has the nut allergy, he can have this wow butter, and it is wow peanut butter. It is delicious. So if he wants that, I can make that. If he wants the veggie bites, which are like these Dr. Prager's spinach littles and kale littles and sweet potato littles and different dinosaur shapes and whatnot. But if we send him with something that he doesn't really like, you know, because I ran at a, a time the night before, it's really going to change the day. It's going to make the day not so exciting. It's going to make it, this day was terrible, my son says sometimes. It's such a horrible day. It's such a terrible day because one thing we don't, he doesn't agree with what we told him to do. It's such a terrible day, you know? But if we send him the, the food that he likes, then it really could change the day. And a hack that I've learned is whatever, a very simple hack, whatever you make for dinner, just make extra for the next day's lunch. And this has been very life-changing, life-changing. It really makes it so much easier. Thank God my daughter in her school one day, we paid for pizza day the whole year, once a week, which is great. Either uh, Wednesday this week, Tuesday every other week. For the rest of the 30-whatever weeks of school, fantastic. But the other four days, what are you going to do? And for the boys, what are you going to do those five days? We thought about, we discussed, is a hot lunch worth it? Our kids are so picky. Is it really worth it? What if they don't like? And then you're paying so much money, it's wasted. So we're like, it's probably more financially feasible and realistic to just make whatever we make and give it to them. So if I make pancakes for dinner, which is often, and then I give extra for lunch, bam, we got lunch taken care of. Right away, once it cools down, I put it in these little uh, snack containers, these little uh, tot containers that are microwavable, and I put it in the fridge, and then we put it in the lunchbox, which is, uh, um, you know, it's... Uh, now we have these Lego containers, which are so excited about these Lego lunch containers, but maybe we could still put uh, one of these ice packs in. Last year, we used the real lunchbox, which was... Um, which had the insulation in it, but they really wanted this Lego one, so I got a red and white, a red and yellow, uh, a red and blue one for one son, and a green and blue one for the other son. They're so excited for this, so we might send it if it needs to be a little cold. We could send it with the ice pack, and then you make it the night before. You put it in the fridge. You just take it out in the morning. You, if you're having sandwiches and uh, and you make some extra for the next day, good. You have noodles on that night, then you make extra noodles for the next day. You can make the lunches later on in the night, but I really feel like if we're making dinner anyway, we're doing dinner anyway, then just make extra and save it for lunch. It's like life-changing. It's a major hack, a life hack that has totally helped. The question is what to do 
And I challenge you also what to do when there's a really fancy dinner. Oftentimes, if we're cooking for other people like we did tonight for a family in the neighborhood, we'll make extra for ourselves, and it's a really extra fancy dinner. We always try to make nice dinners, but it's like extra above and beyond. We don't always have time to make the, the breaded chicken with the crumbs and the, and the mayonnaise and... It's a whole uh, it's a whole setup I try to do when we're cooking for a family all inclusive. So if that's the dinner, then what to make for lunch? Because you know, you could send chicken the next day, but it gets a little yucky in the fridge and then it's sitting out all day, it's not as good. So sandwiches are always a fallback option. You know, I asked my son what he wants, he wants his fake cream cheese, we could send him with an ice pack. Also a great hack by the way. I myself am a little bit lactose intolerant, a little lactose sensitive maybe. So we found this better than cream cheese tofutti, and then there's another one from Daya that is delicious. It tastes exactly like real cream cheese, and, it, and it's really my son and I's cream cheese. We call it, you know, Abba and my son's cream cheese, and that he asked for his quote-unquote cream cheese sandwich. So we made the sandwich. We packed the veggie straws and the pretzels for his two snacks because of morning and afternoon, and voila, there we go. We're ready for lunch tomorrow. Happens to be that my other son and the other daughter, they don't have lunch tomorrow, which is not great, but what are you going to do? When they come home, they'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe it'll be sandwiches so we didn't have to pack theirs. But if we have to pack a couple of lunches for a couple of kids, really we can make it into an assembly line. There's an old joke that uh, there's a, a family of, uh, of a bunch of kids, and, and how did they go about you know setting up the lunch for the day? So there's a couple of slices of bread. There's a, uh, there's a, a spreader from the cream cheese, and you see the parent taking the spreader and just going one piece to the next piece to the next piece and then putting the bread and then the bread and the bread and the bread and then putting it into the tinfoil putting it into the lunchbox and boom 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 like an assembly line but really it goes back to the idea of how to keep that energy how to keep that excitement how to keep it going that they're ready for the new year they're ready for the school year and as parents it really rubs off on the children what you do is much more effective and influential over your children than what you say you could tell them a hundred times i can't wait i can't wait but if you don't show it in action you don't show it in movement you don't show it in how you go about and get ready for the year then they're not gonna believe it and they're not gonna see that they see that you're trudging your feet and you're you're shuffling your feet to get ready for work and you're and you're not happy to to do what you do it's going to rub off on them god forbid and they're not going to be happy either it really starts with us as parents with how we go about our own things and that's why i always talk about on many of these shirim and many other shows that we should be happy with what we do if you're happy with what you do if you love what you do if you love to work if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life is one of my favorite quotes of all time if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life you're supposed to love what you do and do what you love and that's the key in life to do so if kids see you going off and you're happy about the day obviously not happy to leave your wife and kids but you have to work you have to bring in the money if you're happy to work in such a profession and you're happy to go to the school i work in a school my wife works in school my kids go to their own school we're happy to go there then they could be happy too if we have the energy we have the enthusiasm they get happy to do it as well. And we talked about this a lot on the trip. We did go on a trip a couple of weeks ago. We did have to cut it short. Unfortunately, there was a situation where we had to cut it short with mothballs and a smell, and we had to leave midway. But even with leaving, you know, we had to make sure that the kids understood that, 
you know, this is what we have to do when we had to prime them and tell them, you know, unfortunately we have to leave the house, but when we go home, we're still going to do cool stuff. We're going to go on day trips. So we did. We went to like a, a mansion with uh, with an estate that had a planetarium and had beautiful outdoors and, and had nice walking grounds. And then the next day we went to like an old restoration village and we still made sure to do fun stuff for them. And then we, we, went, with the, yeah, we went with them to the boardwalk and then we had a couple of things the other day. We could still do what we can to make sure it's fun for them. And my wife had this idea also in between school and camp. There's, there's always like a week and a half or so in between between camp and school and between school and camp there's also a week and a half but we're still you know we're still the de, uh de, debugging from the year and i actually go much later than everybody else even though yeshiva private school finishes like mid to late june i actually finish very late june so not so realistic to run a camp then i'm not around to help i'm not around to do anything yet but between camp and school my wife had this idea of doing a mid in between camp we called it the our our name in between camp in our backyard and then in our house and actually it was really a wonderful wonderful thing we had between 14 and 17 kids a day plus our own kids a couple of days my wife had to go to orientation so we had a a helper a counselor come by and uh, she was fantastic thank god and the kids thank god had a great time my wife made sure we had a schedule every day what we're doing every day we did two crafts a day we had water play time we had lunch i made food the night before each of the nights we did it for weeks for five uh five school days obviously monday to friday we did it from 8 30 to 3 because it's based on the doe day that's my day usually 8 to 255 or 8 33 and we tried to make it that they were active and involved all day we did live music with my guitar and we had snack time in the morning like veggie straws in the afternoon we had ices we found these really awesome ices that were delicious in the in the store when we were there and every day we had ices and then we also had baking class a couple of times we ended off the week with uh, a carnival as well really really cool thing and that again we told the kids about this special camp that mommy and abba mommy and daddy are doing for a week we wanted them to have you know this experience because a lot of times what do kids do the week and a half between camp and school a lot of kids you know they sit around if parents both parents have to work you know luckily my wife and i work for schools so it's very different for us we get these weeks off but not many people have this so we do like to take our family trip unfortunately we had to cut it short but besides for that what do other families do if both parents are working it's very difficult so we had my wife had this idea to do this mid this in-between camp again excuse me and thank god it was really 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 nice and uh my kids had a blast you know they had friends and and uh they they had so much fun and you know at times we ourselves had a lot of fun too when it wasn't uh crazy or or difficult extremely difficult when kids are not listening but you know we had a pop-up tent and the weather cooperated for some of the days and uh we ordered a sprinkler but unfortunately it did not come prime in time and instead i used the the hose and and we, you know we, we we had the attached hose and we had different functions very interesting kids are very funny they look at the hose and they and then they see the different functions and the different features and they see which one can work so they tell me you know mr tani can you do the mist and you know my wife and i were were thinking should i go by tani or mr tani you know i like going by mr i find it more formal they realize that it's a grown-up and adult i go by that in school as well as the OT in the school. 
Can we try the mist? Mist was my favorite one. Then the jet was a really cool one. It reaches all the way across the yard to, to get the kids that want to get wet. We filled up a, a little pool and a, a pool that was deflated. I called it the splash pad pool. And then we had the water table because we had kids between the ages of four and eight. So we had a, ri- a wide range of kids. So for prayer time, we had, for dominant time, we had the younger kids in one section and the older kids in the other section. But thank God, you know, we had it. We had the, the tent area. My wife's idea was to put the pop-up tent after the first day or so when there was too much sun. And then we had a bench swing and we had our little playground area with the two swings on the side. We eventually took off the two swings because that was becoming too big a distractor. And then we have the grass area and we had the, the, the deck area. And we had all these cool activities thanks to my wife. We did limbo. One day we did uh, some indoor time also for cool down time after lunch. So like Simon says and seven uh, seven up or seven eleven a game I don't even know, and really cool stuff and we wanted it to be because the kids know after real camp we had the Jersey House even though we cut it short after the Jersey House there was in between camp we're doing this special camp right Abba are we gonna have all these people is it gonna be every day can we do it every day we're gonna do it for a week guys and then we're going back to school so we did the camp Baruch Hashem it was really nice and. Um, we we tried running it to the best of our ability. I think it was very good. My wife also has this idea of a cooking class that we're thinking about doing. Again, working with kids once a week to try to see them and to try to bake with them and to cook with them. You know, we call it Tani's Takeout. So, you know, around the table with Tani's Takeout is the idea. But different ways of getting the kids involved, getting kids animated, getting kids energized and excited. It really all starts with us, how we go about it. If we could get them the new stuff, the new knapsack, the new shoes, and the, and the new haircut, and the new clothing, and going about the getting the class list, they see who the new people are in their class, and they see we're so excited to go to the new school, to go to the new grade. And interestingly, in each year, something different happens. In kindergarten, there's like a moving up ceremony to first grade. In first grade, they get their prayer book, the sitter. In second grade, they get their Bible book, their chumash. And after that, they move up to different classes. Also, something fun and interesting for them to look for. To see the class list is exciting when you see friends and people you know in the class. First day might be difficult, but it's so awesome. I'm always very sad when the school year ends, actually. You know, we talk about how it's bittersweet, but I myself actually get sad when the school year ends because I like this school year and I find it interesting. Summer, the the I love, love, love day camp, but it's it's a different vibe, it's a different feel than this school year. And I'm very happy when the school year starts. I'm a huge fan of fall again. The Christmas and the, the crispness, not the not the not the not the other holiday. I'm not talking about that. The crisp in the air and the the fact that the leaves are changing and it's the perfect weather I find when you can have that long sleeve shirt or the light, light sweatshirt when you start up the school year you know, it all goes about how things start, and and we start up again. The OT show and the Pirkei Elva show sheer goes on hiatus from June till September. We started up in September, starting out. The the radio show we try to do every week, Blinader. But also, when I start the school year, I actually start with a welcome letter. And I like it to be that that's how the year starts. So I usually give them a welcome. Hi, welcome to Occupational Therapy. I'm your OT, Occupational Therapist, Mr. Tani. And this is what we do. We work with fine motor skills and we work with organization and we work at different things. I also have this free resources of the show that I do. Then I give them a checklist and a questionnaire always to start off the year. So as we start our year, we start our school year, and we start off, God willing, for us tomorrow, for other people Wednesday, 
It's off to school we go. It's fun again. It should be fun again. It should be exciting. It really starts with us, how we think about it, how we go about it. It shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't be terrifying. It shouldn't be worrisome. Even if you have multiple kids, it could be a way of going about it, starting with simple things like personalized labels and sitting down with each kid to set up their backpack and to set up their supplies and to carry with them as far as you can, bringing the car at least to drop off or walking with them to drop off if you're lucky enough and Zoha enough, meritorious enough to live in the same town that your school, your kids go to, which I think is a big bracha, a big blessing. And when you walk with them and you talk with them and you get them excited and show them you're excited for them, you're excited with them, I can't wait for you to start school. You talk about it for weeks, for months in advance. It's off to school we go. It's back to school and it's fun again and it should be fun again and it should be awesome again. So as we start school tomorrow, I wish everyone a wonderful start of the school year. Hatzlach Rabba. Good luck with starting the school year. May it be an awesome year. May it be a terrific year. And of course, we're in Elul also. Not even bringing up the fact that it's the start of the Jewish New Year and we hope and pray it'll be a beautiful year, a wonderful year, a sweet new year where we only know good things that Mashiach comes in this building of the Beis Migdash speedily in our days and we hope it'll be a great year for everyone including yourselves, including your children, including everyone around us. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk about a topic of the week with some practical lessons to keep. God willing, join us next time, next week, same time, same place, here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani.